discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatin as Christ is magnified in you. Children, thank you for your blessings upon all of us. Thank you that even as we hear your word, our lives are never the same again. Thank you for your great influence. Thank you for the ministry of your word and the ministry of your spirit that are so present in this place this morning. Thank you for the spirit of understanding for all of us, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You may take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. Ask your neighbor, are you glad to be in the house of God? What did your neighbor say? Wow. Last week I couldn't make it. Because of some one or two things. Hallelujah. But I was in Tamale during the week. Visiting our church in Tamale. Do you know we have a church in Tamale? We had over a hundred of, we have over a hundred members there actually. It's amazing. And we had a very nice meeting. So I bring you greetings from them. They all said hi. Hallelujah. All right. So um, this morning I want to share with you on um, revelation. Say revelation. So, the title of the message today is Revelation, the Key to Supernatural Accomplishments Through the Word. Revelation, the Key to Supernatural Accomplishments Through the Word. See, Revelation, the Key to Supernatural Accomplishments Through the Word. Now, this is a year of supernatural accomplishments, isn't it? And it's a month of supernatural accomplishments through the word of God. And we've been sharing with you, I think I started off by sharing with you concerning the authenticity of the scriptures or of the word, isn't it? Just to help you know that the word that you have in your hand or the Bible you have in your hand is not, is not for jokes. So, um... I shared on the authenticity of the word to let you know that the Bible you have in your hand is actually the book, a book from God. It's not a book written by some people. No. It's something that the Lord himself inspired. Something that was inspired by the Lord himself. Now, I want to show you a scripture. Look at um, 2 Peter chapter 1. Verse 20, 2 Peter 1, 20. 
He says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Let's read the Amplified, maybe to help us understand it very well. Okay? Yet first, you must understand this, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of any personal or private or special interpretation. Loosening, solving. Next, verse 21. For no prophecy ever originated because some man willed it to do so. It never came by human impulse. But men spoke from God who were born along, moved and impelled by the Holy Spirit. So they were moved by the Holy Spirit to say the things that they said, to document the things that they documented. If you read in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, he says, all scripture is God-breathed. All scripture is by inspiration of God. The word inspiration is from the Greek word inspiral. It means God-breathed. Let's really amplify that to help us. Every scripture is God-breathed. Isn't it? Given by his inspiration. It was given by his inspiration. Uh, is there a trumpet here? Yeah, there's a trumpet here. Where's Mango? Mango, play the trumpet. And let's just play something. Wow. Was the trumpet functioning when it was lying down? Someone needed to blow air through it for it to bring the sound that you're hearing now. Is it true? So the human beings were like, the, come, come closer with your trumpet. Or you don't like to come closer. He doesn't have a beloved, so he doesn't like coming closer. Hey! May the Lord shine upon you this day. Next month is a, is a month of relationships. Supernatural accomplishments in our relationships. So I'll talk from being single to Beloved, grabbing to beloved, dozing to marriage to childbirth and all of that. Okay? Do you like such things or you don't like such things? That is the only reason why some of you are here. So we'll talk about it. Hallelujah. It will be very exciting. Will you enjoy that particular subject? I will. Beautiful. You see, so the trumpet, okay, is a presentation of man, how the men who wrote the Bible, okay, without the breathing out of God, they wouldn't make any sound. So God breathed through them. Play that, play that, play that thing for them to hear. God breathed through them for a specific sound to bring us a specific revelation concerning God. Please, you understand? Let's give a round of applause. Do you know that it's not easy to play the trumpet? If you don't have enough air, you can't blow it. Some of us will blow into it, nothing will happen. You won't hear anything, any sound. Hallelujah. So all scripture is what? Is God breathed. God blew through them. Okay? He suspended some things in them for what he wanted to come forth, to come forth. So the Bible is, is authentic. It's not fake. It's not, it's not written by some, someone sitting inside. No, it's God-breathed. And the scripture says, it says, every scripture is God-breathed. It's not of private interpretation. Men did not just write something. 
God moved them. The Holy Spirit moved them to write the things that they wrote. So it is authentic. Tell anybody it's authentic. So you can be trusted. Okay? Tell anybody it can be trusted. What it says is true. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And Jesus said that, study the scriptures. Read the scriptures. It's, it says, in them you will hear of me. The scriptures speak concerning me. John chapter 5, verse 29. Look at John 5, 29. Um, I think I've missed this. Go up. Go up to 20, 25. They search, you the, search the scriptures. Do you know, I've given you this scripture before. About three weeks ago. Hello? 39 rather. Ah, okay, so I missed it by one, one letter. Instead of 39, I said 29. So it's 39. John 5, 39. Can you read this to me? One to go. And they are they which testify of me. So the scriptures testify concerning Jesus. The scriptures speak concerning Jesus. Okay? They are an expression of who Jesus is. So as you read your Bible, read your Bible not for knowledge's sake, but for um, looking for Jesus. Have Jesus in your mind as you read the Scriptures. Because the Scriptures speak concerning Christ. Okay? So the Word of God is authentic. Tell me about the Word of God is authentic. Then we went, we went ahead to talk about the power of the Word. The fact that the Word of God is powerful. It has power in it. The Word of God is the power of God. Okay? The Bible says that he upholds all things by the word of his power. By the realm of his power. The word of his power. The word of God is the power of God. And I shared with you concerning the various expressions of that power. I shared four expressions of that power. It's actually more. But I shared four with you. I mentioned that the word of God has creative power or creative ability. The word of God can create out of nothing. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, he says that for by faith or through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And through faith, we understand that the worlds, the world we see, was, were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen today, all the things that you are seeing around you today, were not made of things which do appear. They came out of nothing. And that's what it means to create, to bring something to being or to, to be Without nothing. The Bible says, God calls light out of darkness and call it those things that be not as though they were. That's how God is. And he uses his word. The Bible says, God said, let there be light. And when he said, let there be light, light came. And that light has been, it has been there till date and still going by the word of God. Hallelujah. So the word of God has what? Creative ability. It can create and I mentioned that the word of God has what? What again? What power does it have? What ability does it have? It has healing ability. He sent forth his word and he healed them of all their diseases. So if there's any sickness in your body, the word of God can heal it. Wow. Are you in the church or are you not in the church? 
then the word has what ability again? It has accomplishing power. It can accomplish things. He says, that, uh, no word from me will return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I sent it to, to do. Hallelujah. The, the word of God has accomplishing power. It has accomplishing abilities. It gets things done. It's an amazing thing. It always says that the heavens were made by the word of God. And it was beautified by the Holy Spirit, by the breath of God. It has accomplishing power. Then I mentioned that the word of God has what? Life-giving ability. It has spirit life-giving ability. What did I say? Spirit and life-communicating ability. Okay? Spirit and what? Life. Jesus said the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. It communicates everything spiritual can be communicated through the word of God. There's nothing spiritual that is communicated outside the word of God. It's not possible. So every spiritual thing you can think about, grace is not sold on the market. Isn't it? Is there any market you know that sells grace? Does jets sell grace? How about Mr. Price? Game. I sure game does not. I thought you could find everything in game. You can't find grace on the shelves. You can't find glory on the shelves anywhere. There's no place where they sell glory. Glory for sale. Two CD per pack. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Even health is not for sale. Do you know health is not for sale? <laughs> Doctors do something called management. Hmm? They manage, they, they don't cure. Most of the time, they manage the problem. So it's in your own interest to decide that the word of God will work for you. <laughs> because the only thing that has creative ability is God's word. You can ask any doctor and they'll tell you. They manage. Something like uh, asthma is managed. They don't cure asthma. Is it true? How about epilepsy? Epilepsy cannot be cured. It cannot be. It's just managed. Hypertension. Management. No, so. Diabetes. Management. Cancer. Management. It's a management profession, I tell you. Hey! They manage. Dr. Dennis, where are you? Is what I'm saying true? It's true. You are into management. Yeah. Pastor Yvonne, is what I'm saying true? Half, half. Half true. Hallelujah. But there's some truth in it. Most of, most, most of them, is, I'm not saying every sickness. Most sicknesses cannot be cured. It can be managed. So if you depend on the hospital... That, like, don't have that in your mind. You get it. As a child of God, don't have that, don't have it in your mind that, oh, the hospitals will sort me out. You'll be shocked. Hallelujah. It is only the word of God that has creative ability. And the word of God is what communicates health and healing. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Look at Proverbs 4, 20. My son, attend to my words, incline thy ears unto my sayings. 
Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And health. Have you seen it? They are health to all their flesh. Not to all their spirit. To all their flesh. Your flesh. So the word of God gives you health. The word of God has surgical abilities. It can do surgeries on you. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Look at Hebrews 4 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It is better than a surgical knife. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Then it says, and of the joints and marrow. He's talking about, you know, bone marrow uh, uh, transplant and those things that they do. They go into your bone to fight. You know your bone. Your bones are the are the place where blood is produced, right? You know that. The word of God can cut deep into the bone and correct whatever blood issue you have, and correct whatever problem is there for you to be fine. That's what the Bible is telling you. This one is not spiritual at all. It's physical. It says it is uh, dividing us of soul and spirit. Then it says and also divides joint and marrow. David said, I found thy, thy word, and it was a delight unto my soul. Hmm? In Psalm 1, it says that, look at Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is a man who does not, uh, let's read it. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor sitting in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, his joy, is in the word of the Lord. Eh? His what? His delight or joy. Let's read the Amplified. But his delight and desire are in the love of the Lord. What is the meaning of delight? Joy. Excitement. So allow the word of God to excite you. Tell me, but allow the word of God to excite you. Don't receive the word of God like this. Amen. You have not started. I tell you, you go for a very long time before something can happen. Those who celebrate the word of God are the ones who have the word of God happening and doing things in their lives. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah, you must mix the word of God with what? With faith. Your eagerness. You see, what I came to preach to you, I've not started preaching. I'm just recapping. I've not started. Uh-huh. Now, if I'll be able to share what I'm supposed to share with you, it's dependent on you. And how ready you are to receive the word of God. If you are not interested, it will not come. And you will be in the situation you were in before you came. For another one week, or two, or three, or four, or five. Until you are ready to receive the word of God with a certain kind of attention, and a certain kind of joy. You may go for a long time. And God will be watching you. There's a man of God I know who was suffering. He was preaching the word, but he was suffering for, he suffered for about 15 long years of preaching. Yes, 15. One day he was just asking God, why am I suffering like this? And God spoke to him and told him that, be happy about my word and speak it for yourself. Yes. Enjoy the inheritance by being happy about the word and speaking it for yourself. When he started, he started this about, this 2011, he started this about 
13 years ago. He was one of the richest preachers I know. Yes, now. So if you, if you don't respond to the word in a certain way, you are not ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you are ready. Tell anybody you are ready. Okay, so I was just trying to recap. Okay, then we spoke about seeing. Pastor Andy spoke about seeing and hearing the word, isn't it? Were you blessed? I remember one of the statements he made was that if you want to hear the word or see the word, just read it. Isn't it? Just what? Read the thing. Just read it. Just reading it will bring the word to you. If you don't read it, you will not have it. It's as simple as that. Is it complicated? It's a very simple, straightforward thing. If you read it, you will know what is in there and you'll be blessed. Now, today I want to share with you on what, why we are reading, seeing, hearing, meditating. Why do we meditate on the word of God? Why do we read the word? Why do we study the word? Why do we do all the things that we do? It's because of this particular thing called revelation. Okay? Say revelation. Revelation Revelation is so important and I want to show it to you today. Because without revelation, you will stay where you are for a very long time. You stay where you are for a very long time. The reason why we see and hear and expose ourselves to meditation and all of that is so that we can have revelation. Now, let's go to Luke. Let's start from Luke. Oh, hallelujah. Luke chapter 10 from verse 38. Luke 10, 38. Luke chapter 10 from verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. He's talking about Jesus, okay? And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. So Martha received Jesus into her house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet. And heard his word. So Mary was Martha's sister. Instead of coming to help with serving and all of that, she was sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to the message, listening to what he was saying. Next verse. And Martha was cumbered about much serving. She was serving all over the place and came to him. He, she came to Jesus and said, Lord. Does thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. Tell her to come and help me. Next verse. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha. It's called the law of double mention. When God mentions something twice, it shows you how important it is. That's why Jesus will say, verily, verily. It lets you know that what I'm coming to say is very, very important. Abraham was called twice when he was going to kill uh, his son as instructed by God. God called him out of, in a hurry. Abraham, Abraham! Meaning that God was really intent on what he was going to say. Moses was called Moses, Moses. Samuel was called Samuel, Samuel. It lets you know how important these lives are and how important they are in God's plan. Okay? So he says, Martha, Martha, Thou art careful and troubled about many things. You are careful and troubled about many things. Next verse. 
But one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. How many things did Jesus say was needful? One thing. Jesus didn't say a few things are needful. He said one thing is needful. So if there's anything that we are supposed to talk about or focus on, is giving attention to the word of God. And that was what Mary was doing. So Jesus said, Mary has chosen that one good thing. Now, remember, Jesus was being hosted by Martha. Okay? In the world of the Orient, the Oriental world in, in Middle East, when you receive a visitor, during those times, when you receive a visitor, you have to make sure the visitor's feet is washed because everybody was walking. Their major mode of transportation was walking. So when the visitor comes in, you must make sure the visitor's feet are washed. You must make sure the visitor is seated and relaxed. You must make sure the visitor, the visitor is anointed with oil in his hands and on his feet and other portions of his body to make sure he's relaxed before you give him food. Do you understand? And Martha was going around getting these things done. And Mary was seated at the feet of Jesus. So actually Mary was being rude and not being courteous to Jesus. But Jesus said that, listen, Martha, she has chosen the right thing. She's not being lazy at all. She's not being rude at all. The fact that she's sitting at my feet listening to the word of God is more important. This is the one thing that is needful for life. And she has chosen that part. Your attending to the word of God is the most important thing you will do in your life. In Jesus, according to Jesus' perspective, okay, from Jesus' perspective, that is the most important thing you are supposed to do with your life. Do you like what I'm saying? Why was Mary sitting at Jesus' feet? Because Mary saw Jesus not only as a human being, but she saw the divinity of the Lord. Martha saw the humanity of the Lord. Martha saw Jesus as a human being that needed to be be cared for. So she was supplying care and help to God. When she's the one who needs help and care, so she said that, Master, carest thou not that I'm doing this alone. Go back. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Next verse. But Martha was cumbered about March 7. She was busy with so many things. Busy with so many things. Like most people are busy about so many things. Yeah, that, that busyness is the, is the way the devil uses to take the word of God away from you and prevent you from having revelation. Yes. If you read Matthew chapter 13, you will see the various explanations of the word and out of all of them, you will see the busyness of humanity. Matthew 13 from verse 18. He says, let us hear the... Hear hear it therefore the power of the sower. Next verse. When one hears the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart that is he which receives it by the wayside so understanding is key okay I'm coming we'll talk about that next verse but he that receives it in so many places the same is he that hear the word and immediately with joy receiveth it next verse 
yet he has not rooted himself, but endures our fault. When tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. Have you seen it? Next verse. He also that receives it among the tongues is he that hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. The care of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, being busy to look for money, being busy to go to school, being busy to do this and do that and do that and do that and do that and do that. She, Martha was all over the place. She was serving the Lord with her hands. But she had neglected the word of God. And so she was not qualified. Sometimes you can be working for God and you forget about the word of God. You are busy moving around, gathering people, bringing people to the house of God, doing this, and then you forget the word of God. You will be in Martha's shoes. Because only one thing is needed for as far as the Lord is concerned. It's for you to sit down and hear. For you to sit down and listen. And not be doing certain things. Hallelujah. Now, this Mary, because she, she sat at Jesus' feet to hear, received revelation. In John chapter 12, from verse 1, we see something very unique happening with this lady. There were so many Marys in the Bible. There's Mary, the mother of Jesus, right? Then there's Mary, the mother of uh, Joseph. Okay? Then there's Mary uh, of Bethany. That is this Mary. Sister of Martha. Mary of Bethany. Okay? Then there was Mary, the mother of John Mark. Then there was Mary Madeline. Then there was Mary, the one who bestowed much labor on the apostles in Romans chapter 16. So different Marys are mentioned in the Bible. And they were all there when Jesus was around. But this Mary of Bethany had something that all these Marys I'm talking about went to the tomb of Jesus. Apart from this particular Mary. This Mary did not go to the tomb of Jesus. She was not there. Mary of Bethany never went to the tomb of Jesus. Mary Madeline was at the tomb of Jesus. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was also there. They were even there when Jesus was being crucified. But Mary of Bethany is never mentioned there. Because of the revelation she had of Jesus Christ by listening to his word. In John chapter 12, like I was saying, from verse 1, it says, Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Next verse. There, they made him a supper, and Martha served. Martha was still serving. After several years, she was still serving. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Verse 3. Then took Mary. Which Mary is this? Mary of Bethany. Okay? Or Mary, the, the sister of Martha, and the sister of Lazarus. Their brother was Lazarus. Lazarus was their brother, the one who was brought back from the, from the dead. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Verse 4. Then said one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him? Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? The Bible says that the oil that she, was, she, was, she came to use to anoint Jesus' feet, okay, was very costly. It was a whole year's wages. It's someone's one year pay. 
you need to save all your pay for one year to be able to buy this oil, this perfume. And she came and broke the perfume on Jesus' feet and anointed him with this oil. And everybody was wondering, what's she doing? This could have been given to the poor. It was Judas Iscariot who said that. Judas didn't have respect for Jesus at all. He said, what meaneth this waste? It's a waste. Because Mary was into sitting at Jesus' feet, she was in love with the Lord. And nothing was a sacrifice for her. This was no sacrifice for her. It didn't mean, it didn't mean much. If you don't sit at the Lord's feet for a long time, or if you don't hear the word of God for a long time, you realize that you can't do some things for the Lord. You can't give in a certain way. Slap your neighbor and say, don't sleep. Slap your other neighbor and say, my friend, don't sleep. Because of that particular relationship that she had for the Lord, she had received care through the word. Martha said, care is thou not. Martha didn't know that she, all she needed to do was to sit down to receive care from the Lord. But Mary had it. So she didn't, it wasn't a problem for her to come and give something to the Lord. She came to sacrifice something very big for the Lord. And everybody was complaining. But look at the, the Lord's response. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Next verse. Then this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. Judas was a thief. And had the bag and bear what was put therein. He took whatever they put into the bag. Then said Jesus, let her alone against the day of my burying has she kept this. Against the day of my burying has she kept this. For the poor always you have with you, but me you have not always. Mary had revelation of Jesus' death, burial, and ascension way before it happened. So she came to do the most important thing that was required for Jesus, which was to anoint his body. Even before anybody knew. So she didn't go to the tomb because she knew that the Lord would come out. She didn't, she didn't visit the place when he was being crucified. She was not there because she had revelation long time and moved by that revelation to do what nobody thought of doing. How did that come? It came by hearing. So the reason for hearing is for revelation. The reason for meditating is for revelation. The reason for studying the word is for the purpose of revelation. If you don't have revelation, you will not know what to do at the right time. And you will not have the success you're supposed to have. You see, when, when the Bible talks about meditating on the word, if you read in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, he says that this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. How do you make your way prosperous and have good success? Through revelation of God's word. Knowing exactly what to do per time. Hallelujah. Please, you understand what I'm saying? This is very important. If you catch this, you will do very well. You will do very well. Hallelujah. Now, what is the meaning of revelation? Revelation. If you read in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, you see Paul mentioning revelation and praying for the church that they will have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He says, go to verse 15, please. 
Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. I pray for you. I talk about you in my prayers. What do I say in my prayers? It says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He says he wants God to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Meaning that as you open your Bible to read, I'm praying that you will have revelation. The spirit of wisdom and revelation will be imparted to you so that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Without the enlightenment of the eyes of your understanding, you will not have any results. You will not know anything. You will not know much of the word. You will only know the stories. The stories are not enough. There's, there are mysteries behind the stories. There are revelations behind the stories. So you may read about Abraham and not know how Abraham's life is linked to yours unless you have revelation. When the eyes of your understanding is enlightened, when something is revealed to you, when you receive light concerning God's word, it changes your life. The problem will never go. That's why a lot of Christians have been in challenges for a very long time. Long time. For many years. They are reading the word. They are studying the word. But they've not stayed on long enough for revelation. It's the Eureka, your Eureka moment. You know Eureka. There's a lady here called Eureka. (laughs) Eureka. What does it mean? found it. Eureka, I have found it. So there's an Eureka moment that every child of God must have as he or she reads the scriptures. As he or she meditates on the scriptures. That is the reason why we meditate. That's the reason why we do the things we do. You have an insight into your work. Through the word of God, you have revelation knowledge that helps you and becomes useful. It's called Rema sometimes. Rema which is a spoken word of God for your specific situation at a specific time for a specific change in your life. Please, you understand what I'm saying? So you must do everything to have revelation. To have light. So Paul was praying for them. He says, I pray that you may have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In the knowledge of God. So that the eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light. The word enlightened means to be flooded with light. So that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what is the riches of the glory of his, of his inheritance in the saints. Without revelation, you don't know the inheritance. You don't know that this is my inheritance. And that I'm supposed to have this for myself. And so you cannot insist on it. You can be reading the Bible as a newspaper. As a novel. And not have much. You can be thinking on the word. And never hit the goal you are supposed to hit. Because you don't spend enough time on it. Okay? So the word, apoca- the word revelation is apocalypsis. That's a Greek word. Apocalypsis. A-P-O-K-A-L-U-P-S-I-S. Apocalypsis. A-P-O-K-A-L-U-P-S-I-S. P-S-I-S. For instance, if you don't have revelation, you, you sleep in the house of God. Well, the word of God is coming. The word of God puts you to bed. 
rather than bringing you life, it puts you to bed because you don't have revelation concerning why you are here. Do you get it? It's not yet, it's not yet come to you that you are here for a reason and that you are here. You need the word of God for your life. <laughs> Some people can go for 20 years, 30 years, and not know how important the house of God is. They don't know how important the word of God is. The house of God is the pillar and the ground of truth. Without the house of God, you cannot hear the word of God. <laughs> it cannot come to you. There's a revelation. Listen, we travel for meetings. I can travel to South Africa for a meeting. I can travel to America for a meeting. I can travel to Nigeria for a meeting. Couldn't I have heard it on a message? Couldn't I have heard it on radio? I could have. I could have brought the message and listened to it. But I had to travel there. Why? Because I have revelation concerning what happens when you are in the four walls. I have revelation concerning it. Yes. I know what it means to be in the meeting life. And I know the spirit that is communicated when the word of God is coming. Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. I know what happens. I know the encounters you can have whilst you are sitting in the house of God. As Jesus sat with the disciples and he broke bread, the Bible says that those two disciples had their eyes opened. If they had heard it on a, on a tape, they would not have had their eyes opened. So there's something special about being in the house of God, being in the four walls, and sitting and listening. Yeah. The word apocalypse means this, the following. Okay, it means the following. It means to lay bare. To lay bare. Okay? To lay bare. Or to open up. It means manifestation. Manifestation. It also means disclosure. Disclosure. It also means to lighten. To put light upon something. To lighten what was previously hidden. To lay bare. Manifestation. Disclosure. To lighten or open up what was previously hidden. Hallelujah. So you are reading the Bible, but there are a lot of things that are hidden to you. So many. Hidden to you. <laughs> so many things hidden to you. You need revelation. Yes, you need revelation. Revelation also means spiritual understanding. Spiritual what? Understanding. Spir without spiritual understanding, you can't bear fruits. In the kingdom of God. The word of God will mean nothing to you. I said that the word of God is full of power. It has creative ability. If you don't have a spiritual understanding, it will not mean anything to you. <laughs> it will be baller for you. It will be nothing. You will hear and even challenge. There are those who hear the word of God and challenge it. And say, that, well, these things they are not true. We have heard that nothing is happening. It's because you don't have spiritual understanding. Without spiritual understanding, you cannot barefoot. There's no way. So Matthew chapter 13 says it's, it's the same thing. He says that the ones who produce fruits are those who have understanding. Matthew 13, let's read 22 into 23. He also that received them, the seed, seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Verse 23 is what I want you to see. He says, but he that received seed into the good ground 
is he that hear the word and understandeth it. And understand it. It means that he hears and gets revelation. That's what it means. He hears and he gets what? Revelation. He says, he understandeth it, which also beareth fruits and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. What's the difference between the fruitfulness? It's because of the different levels of understanding. Hallelujah. So you must make sure you have understanding. Because without it, without that spiritual enlightenment, you will not produce results. Listen. I knew I was supposed to start the church as I read the Bible. As I was reading the Bible, the Lord opened my eyes through the scriptures and said, do this. It will bring salvation to many. And I said, ah, Lord, but there are many people, there are many churches around. He said, I'm not asking you to be with the many churches. I'm asking you to do this one for me. Stand up and just do it. Also, God told me, how did I get that? I got that through the word. As I was reading the word, my life, my purpose was revealed to me. My purpose was not revealed to me because I had a discussion with somebody. Or because I sat down with somebody. No! As I read the scriptures, that is not written in the Bible. What I just said is not written in the Bible. It's nowhere in the Bible. But as I read it, that was a life that came to me. Someone read the scriptures and saw, he saw salt. The guy was so poor. He didn't know what to do with himself. He went to his pastor. His pastor told him, go, I'm giving you the word of God. Go. Go and fast and pray with the word. As he fasted and prayed and studied the word, he got to the portion in Matthew chapter 5 where they are said, you are the salt of the earth. When he saw the word salt, the Holy Ghost spoke to him. Yours is salt. Your life is about salt. Start selling salt. That, and he started selling salt and he became a millionaire. How did he become a millionaire? Through the scriptures. How? Through enlightenment of the scriptures. Please, you understand? So don't be in a hurry to leave the Bible and go. As you are reading it, be anxious, be conscious of what you are doing. I have been led so many times through the word. Led so many on decisions to take and decisions not to take. Through the word. As I read it, light came to me. Do this. Do that. Do this. Do that. Hallelujah. So revelation is the key for changing any situation. You may find yourself in. From sickness, poverty, barrenness, depression, unfruitfulness. Every situation changes through revelation. When you have revelation, you have something called confidence and boldness. I'll share with you on, on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Look at Psalm 119, verse 130. I want to show you a lot of scriptures along these lines, okay? Are you learning anything? Yeah. <laughs> How did I know I was supposed to marry at a particular time? Through, through the scriptures. As I read, I just knew this is what I'm supposed to do. I just knew. Yeah, this is the move to, this is the next move to, not because someone said you are supposed to marry at this time. No. No. I just knew. I had confidence. When revelation comes to you, you have confidence about what it is that you know you are supposed to do. I know that I will never be poor in my life. Even if the church should collapse, 
God forbid. Even if everybody in the church should leave, I will never be poor in my life. Do you know why? Because one day at 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m., I was reading my Bible in my house in Kumase. As I was reading my Bible, I saw it in the scriptures. I'm an, I'm an heir of God. A joint heir together with Christ Jesus. I am the seed of Abraham. I saw it. I remember where I was when I saw it, when that thing jumped to me. I remember. Nobody can take it away from me. I remember. I can never be poor. It's not possible. Until you have revelation, you can't say sin. You'll be saying what I have said. And it is not powerful enough. But when you see it for yourself, when it comes to you through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, then you would know. It brings you confidence. Yeah. I know whatever I touch will not fail. If I start something, it will work. So the, the last thing I'm afraid of is starting things. Why? Because I saw it in the scriptures. I saw it in the scriptures. When that's where the, the souls of your foot shall, shall, shall tread, there have I given unto you. So if I should step there, he has given it to me. Whatever I do will prosper. I just know it. Nobody can convince me out of it. Yeah. That's what you need though. I know I will never be sick in my life. I know that there's no hospital bed in any portion of the world that can contain me. Yeah. I know it. I've said it so many times. Not because someone said it for me to hear. But as I read the scriptures, I knew that my health was in the word. I just knew. Hallelujah. Psalm 119, verse 130, it says, The entrance of thy words giveth revelation. The word light is revelation. It gives light. The entrance of thy word gives light. It gives light. The entrance of thy word. If you allow the word of God to enter you through hearing, seeing, studying, reading, meditating, it will bring light to you. John chapter 1, verse 4 and verse 5. Look at John 1, 4 and 5. In him was life. Who is the him he's talking about? He's talking about the word, right? This is John chapter 1. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was a word, and the word was God, and the word was God. He was God in the beginning. Through him were all things made. Without him was nothing made that is made. In him was life. Then he says, and that life was the light, the revelation. You see, light, revelation is what? To lighten something, to lighten somebody. To, it's like being in the dark. And then you put on a torchlight. And you can now see your way. You can now find your way around. Are you seeing it? Yeah. The word of God contains light. That is the source of revelation. He says that in him was life. And the life was the light of men. That light, that, that life is what brings the light to you. The word of God is what brings light for your life. We are walking around because of the light that is around. Without light, you can't walk around. Where there's no light, there's no life. So if there's no revelation in your life, you can't have, you can't have life. There's, no, there's nothing to write home about in your life. You can come to church for 100 years. If you don't receive revelation, as the word comes to you, as you hear it, as you see it, as you study it, as you read it, as you meditate on it, you go for a very long time. That sickness will not go. If you check all those who have had healing by faith through the word of God, that's what happens to them. There's a day when they receive their healing. When they got a revelation, 
that really I am healed. It's always been there. But as they listened and listened and watched and studied, it came to them. Then they realized that, ah, truly, I am healed. Truly, he died for my, he died for my, my sickness. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement that brought me peace was upon him. And by his stripes, I am healed. Therefore, I am healed. It comes to them. You can read it and not see anything. You can read it and the mystery and the power that it comes with will never show forth in your life. As you read it, you must pray for revelation. Revelation needs to come to you. The entrance of thy word giveth light. Then it says, and it giveth understanding. It giveth what? Understanding. Understanding. Now, he says, it giveth understanding unto the simple. What is understanding? Revelation. It giveth understanding to the simple, to the one who is not complex, the one who is not, who is not, who is foolish. The word simple is foolish. Do you see? Uh-huh. Your foolishness will be taken away through revelation. Without revelation, your foolishness will stay for a very long time. There are a lot of children of God who are, who are in foolishness because they've never received light. You see, and you search for the light. You don't just sit down for it. You search for it. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Revelation must be sought. It doesn't just come when you are... It's not a passive thing. It's an active thing. There are things you do passively and there are things you do actively. Your mistake will be to misplace... These two. Acting passively with what you are supposed to act actively with. When it comes to revelation, we don't act passively. You don't, you don't just sit down for it. If you don't read it, you don't have. If you don't study, you will not have. If you don't meditate, you will not have. You will not. It's, 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 it's just not possible. And there's nothing any preacher can do for you. Listen. Get out of that prophetic nonsense. That thought that you feel, you think, that if I'm prophesied to, then it means that it will happen in my life. You are nonsense if you don't know what I'm telling you. There's something wrong with you. I know somebody who was prophesied to when she was 25. That by the time she's 35, she'll be so prosperous. At 35, she was poorer than she was at 25. Because she didn't, she didn't know. She didn't have revelation. Of the fact that when you hear prophecy, you war by the prophecy. By the prophecy, you wage a good warfare. You insist on what God has said concerning your life. So that your life can go where it's supposed to go. It's not prophet. Don't be moving around town looking for a prophet. One sharp prophet who can say something. They will spend your money. They will spend your money. Are you listening to me? Don't be a Christian who is into jumping from one place to the other looking for one prophet, looking for a prophecy. To hear something. God is teaching you to give you power. You have power. You can change your life. You can change things around you. That is why the Holy Spirit came. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is coming to your life. You receive power. The word power is dunamis. It means dynamic ability to cause change. You have it. You have it. What do you need? You need an unveiling concerning the, the fact that you have it. So that you know that you know that you know that you have it. When I had revelation concerning the fact that the devil was under my foot, I never attributed anything around me to the devil anymore. 
never. I was telling one group, I don't know which group it was. I think our church in the diaspora. I was talking to them and I said that when I see a snake in my dream, a big snake in my dream, I'll not wake up and see a snake is chasing me, the devil is chasing me. No. I will never say that. The Bible says you should be wise as serpents. I'll say that that serpent I saw in my dream is my wisdom. My wisdom is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I will not go and chase the prophet and ask, what, what, what does it mean when, I, when you see a snake in your, in your dream? You, you, are, you are going to be in trouble. You want to hear what you want to hear. And you'll be surprised. Hallelujah. So what you need is revelation. It's the word of God. Revelation. Revelation. That's what you need. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. What is wisdom? The word of God is wisdom. You know the word of God is wisdom, right? The word of God is wisdom. Whenever you hear wisdom, he's talking about the word. Wisdom is not sold anywhere. Wisdom of, well, the word of God is the wisdom of God. So it says, wisdom is the principal thing. Then it says, therefore, get wisdom. He didn't say, therefore, relax for wisdom. He says, you, get it. Get wisdom. How do you get wisdom? Read the Bible. How do you get wisdom? Meditate on the scriptures. How do you get wisdom? Study it. How do you get wisdom? Hear it. Hear the word of God. Hear it. Hear the word of God. Let it come to you. You see what I'm preaching now? You don't know it until you heard it again. He says, once once has the Lord spoken, twice have I heard. You need to hear it again. And again. And again. And again. Then you will catch something from it. Yeah. As you are listening, something will come from it that will enter you, that will change your life. It will set you on your feet and cause you to accomplish what you're supposed to accomplish. The supernatural accomplishing ability of the word of God will become real in your life. It's sad when you see Christian suffering. It's very sad, to be honest with you. It's very sad. When we have everything, yet people are suffering. It's not supposed to be like that. Wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Then it says, and with all thy getting of wisdom, get understanding. Get understanding. Get spiritual enlightenment. Get enlightenment. Get revelation. Get revelation. Next verse. Exalt her. Wisdom and understanding. Okay? Exalt the wedge. That's what he's talking about. Exalt it. Let it be primary in your life. Exalt the word. Exhort revelation. The fact that you need revelation of the word. And she shall promote you. Where does promotion come from? It comes from the word. She shall promote you and shall bring you to honor. When thou dost embrace her, she'll bring you to honor. Next verse. You see, the word of God will decorate your life. Revelation will decorate your life. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. Should decorate your life. Should bring grace to your life. A crown of glory shall be shall she deliver to thee. Next verse. Then he goes on. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Brothers and sisters, you need revelation. Tell anybody you need revelation. Let me show you some more.
Proverbs chapter 11, verse 9. Proverbs 11, verse 9. An hypocrite does his mouth destroy his neighbor. But through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Through knowledge shall the just be delivered. The word knowledge there is revelation knowledge. If you read the Hebrew meaning, he will talk, he will talk about lightning, enlightenment, enlightening you. The entrance, sorry, through knowledge shall the just. The word just is the righteous one. Meaning that the righteous one can be in bondage. Can have a problem. He says, through knowledge shall the just be delivered. You don't need some prayer deliverance. You need word deliverance. You need deliverance through the word. That's what you need. Sometimes people come to me, Pastor, pray for me. I feel this is happening. You need the word. You need the deliverance through the word. That's what you need. Through knowledge shall the just, shall my just ones be delivered. It's like Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Look at Hosea 4, 6. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. The word knowledge here is same thing, light. Light coming in. My people are destroyed for lack of enlightenment or revelation knowledge. I will also reject thee that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Wow. If you go on, it's just about them rejecting the knowledge of God. That is why they are suffering. You will never suffer again in your life. I thought you would respond. I said you will never suffer again in your life. Because of the word of God. Because of the light that you receive through the word. Through knowledge shall my just ones be delivered. My people are suffering. My people are cut off from my blessings. For my people are destroyed or cut off from my blessings because of the lack of knowledge. Because they, know, they don't know. The Bible says they know not. Neither do they understand. Hmm? They walk on in darkness. I have said that ye are gods and that you are the children of the Most High. But you shall die like men and like one of the princes of this world. Why? Because you know not. Neither do you understand. Psalm 82 from verse 6. Look at Psalm 82 from verse 6. I have said, ye are, ye are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. Have you seen it? Next verse. But you shall die like men. And fall like the prince of the, like one of the princes. Go up. Go to verse, verse 5. They know not. Neither will they understand. They don't want to understand. What is understanding? Revelation. They know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundation of the earth are out of course. Everything is bizarre around them. Why? Because they know not. Neither do they understand. Meanwhile, I have said that ye are gods. That's the next verse. I have said ye are gods. And that you are all... He says, and all of you are children of the Most High. They don't know that they are children of the Most High. And so they are not supposed to suffer. That is why they are suffering. If they knew it... Now, you may have read it. Reading it and having revelation is different. Do you understand what I'm talking about? If you are not intent on what you are doing, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. Get it. 
Tell your neighbor, get it. Tell the other neighbor, get it. Can I preach someone to you? Let me finish what I'm supposed to share with you today, okay? So that we can finish because the month has ended. Hallelujah. Look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 to verse 9. Proverbs 4, 7 to verse 9. Ah, we read this, isn't it? Okay, we've read it already. I don't know if you, are, if you agree that revelation is very important. Do you agree? Yes. So how do we get revelation? That's a question, right? That's a million dollar question. How? How do I get revelation? As, as, as I read the word, because we've showed you, I've showed you all the, reading the word, studying the word and all of those things is the reason, okay, revelation is the reason why we read all those things. Now, as I read it, how do I read it to be able to access revelation? By number one, engaging the Holy Spirit. So write it in your notebook. Number one, engaging the Holy Spirit. How to access revelation? It's through number one, engaging the Holy Spirit. As we read the word, you must engage the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of revelation. He is in charge of revelation. Hallelujah. He is the one who is in charge of revelation. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. First Corinthians 2 from verse 9. First Corinthians 2, verse 9. Can you read it to me? One to go. I has not seen. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. Have you seen it? Yes. But as it is written, I have not seen. Meaning that whatever I have seen now cannot be compared to what God has designed for you. Whatever you are seeing around you cannot be compared to what God has designed for you. Says, I have not seen. No, I have seen. Neither have ear heard. Neither have he, has he entered into the heart of any man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. He says that, but God has revealed them unto us. How? By his spirit. But God has revealed these things that are hidden to us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. The things of God are not known by any man but known only by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the only one who can lead you into revelation. He's called the Spirit of truth. He leads into truth and guides you into all truth. That's what Jesus said. John chapter 14, John chapter 16, verse 14. Look at John 16, 14. 12, right? Let's read from 12, 12, 13, 14. John 16, 12. I have yet many things to say on you, but you cannot bear them now. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Are you learning anything? Yeah. Are you going home with something? Yeah. Was it profitable coming? Yeah. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, the word truth is the word. He is the spirit of the word. 
you can say he's the spirit of revelation. He says, how be when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. His job is to hold your hand and guide you into all revelation. That's his job. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. His job is to unveil things to come. Is to reveal things to come to your life. That's his job. So never read your Bible without the Holy Spirit. As you're reading the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. As you're reading the Bible, say to yourself, Holy Spirit, help me encounter your word. Help me with revelation concerning your word. Help me receive what I'm supposed to receive today. Help me encounter the revelation I'm supposed to have for my life. Or you like poverty? Do you like poverty? Do you like sickness? Do you like lack? If you don't like any of those things, read the Bible with the Holy Spirit. Because his job is to lead you into all truth. His job is to guide you into all truth. His job is to reveal to you things that are to come. He is the spirit of revelation. But God has revealed them unto us. How? By his spirit. By his spirit. For no man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man that is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Holy Spirit. Look at the next verse. Go back. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. 11. I just read 11. Let's go to 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. For what purpose? So that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. The Holy Spirit is there to help you know the things that are freely given to you by God. So we don't know how he does it, but he does it. As you are reading the Bible, he, he will let you know. He will say things to you. That will help you. It will change your life. The Bible will not become a monotonous something. Something that you just read. No. With the Holy Spirit in your reading, you always encounter revelation. And hence, you are ready to always go back to the Word. Yeah, it pushes you to always want to go back. Yes, because you know that as you read it, you receive something that will change your life. The Word of God can make you stop smoking. Revelation can make you stop smoking. You can be reading John 3.16 and a revelation, a light from there will hit you. That will cause the smoke to fall down. The reason why the smoke is still in your hand is because even though you've been born again for a very long time, you've not had any revelation of God's word. You are in the church for being in church sick. Sometimes as you are hearing, you are hearing like this. If you are really interested and if you are really intense, you realize that the Holy Spirit will use something that will be said, a phrase, to change something about you. That is revelation. It reveals to you. Changes your life. So it's a prayer you must pray. Holy Spirit. Open down my eyes that I may behold wondrous things. Let me show it to you. Psalm 119, verse 18 to verse 19. Psalm 119, verse 18 to verse 19. Open down my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law, out of thy word. Open my eyes. So he's reading the thing, but then he's praying. Open my eyes. Holy Spirit, open my eyes. So that I may behold wondrous things. You can read about David and it will not mean anything to you. You can read about David and Goliath and it will not mean anything to you. 
We've heard the story since we were children. It may not mean anything to you. But when you ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes, you'll be shocked at what the Lord will do with you. You'll be shocked at the encouragement that will come into your life. The comfort that will come. The anointing that you will feel. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked how the Holy Spirit will journey with you back into that time. And help you feel. You see, the, the Word of God brings emotions. Without the Holy Spirit, the emotions of the Word cannot be communicated to you. Sometimes you can feel the way David felt when he was, at, when he was in that situation. You will feel it. You will know. Yeah. Open down my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy Lord. Next verse, verse 19. I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy word from me. In other words, reveal your word to me. Holy Spirit, reveal. I'm a stranger. You need the word of God to walk in this earth. You need it, I tell you. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It becomes a lamp for you and a light for you. When you allow the Holy Spirit to open your eyes. Open my So Paul prayed for them. I pray that you may have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Meaning that there's something you keep praying for. Continue. Every time you open it. I don't just open my Bible. Lord. I don't just. I, I talk to the Holy Spirit. I do. How do I know what to preach to you? How do I know what to preach to each group? No, I've been preaching for a long time. And it's not that our preaching is not like Our preaching is growing people. It's growing people. It's make, it makes you grow. How do I know what to say at what time? The Holy Spirit. How do I have an answer for everyone? A good answer for everyone? The Holy Spirit. So you can't read your Bible without the Holy Spirit. You will get into science. You will get into holy knowledge. And you will not, you will not have much. It will not do much for you. One day I was just meditating on the, the, the death of Christ and what it means with the communion. All the emotions I felt, I tell you. So the, from that time, the communion meant something else for me. It's not just bread and drink. No. It means something more to me. Do you know what it means for someone to know that he's going to die and say that do this in remembrance of me and then you joke with it. You may not know. You need meditation. As you meditate, you get light. Yeah. I saw how he was pierced. I saw it. How he was pierced. Who, who helped me see it? The Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of revelation. You open your eyes. Hmm? You open your eyes. Look at Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call unto me. And I will answer thee and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Call unto me, ask me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you don't know. Great from where? Great and mighty things in the word. Because this same Bible we are reading has been read by somebody and the person has become a great success. How come you are reading the same Bible and it's not doing anything to you? It's not time. Don't say with time. It works with time. No, it does not work with time. It works by revelation. Revelation. 
Revelation. You need to engage the Holy Spirit. Tell everybody you need to engage the Holy Spirit. How do you engage him? Invite him before you read. He is the spirit that wrote and worked in the people to write the word. He is the one who can reveal it to you. Do you remember? I mentioned that when we started in 2 Peter chapter 1. How that he moved, he moved the people to write. So he knows what is in there. He knows what you need at every time for your life. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. 2 Corinthians 3 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. The glass is the word of God. He's talking about the word of Jesus. But we all, say we all. With open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord. He says, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory. He says, as you see what you see in the word of God, you change to become what you are seeing in the word of God. From glory to glory. Then he says, but it is asked by the spirit of the Lord. Without the spirit of the Lord, that change cannot happen. So the fact that you are reading the Bible does not mean that you are changing into the glory. If you read the Bible, the Holy Spirit, then you can be assured of that change. Please, do you understand? So you can't neglect the Holy Spirit. Don't just pick your Bible and open it. God, let's read something. They say we should read, so we are reading. Then you open it. Whoever I guess to, and the Lord said, oh, we have read some. No. 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 Hmm? You must allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. When you open, before you open your Bible, talk to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what do you want us to learn today? What do you want us to learn today? If you are smart, you'll get a good devotional. And read. And ask the Holy Spirit to help you with what you need to. Pastor Chris's devotional is there. Rhapsody of realities, right? Very powerful devotion. You can use it. There's nothing wrong with it. I love him. I know the revelation he has. And I know it's good for you. Yes. It's helped me to help you too. You can... Use um, Joseph Prince's devotional. He calls it Meditate. It's very good. My wife has been posting some. It's very good. You can use five minutes possibility. It's a devotional that I also did. It will bless you to help you. It will serve as a guide for you. Hallelujah. But without the Holy Spirit, there is no revelation. Is it settled in your heart? Is it settled in your heart? Oh, we're trying to get this place built. We're having so many challenges. As I was reading the word, God told me, this is what I want you to do. As I'm reading my Bible, the Holy Spirit is talking to me. Yes. Using many places in the scriptures to give me confidence concerning what I'm supposed to do. Do it. This is what, this is it. Do it. Don't worry about the opposition. Do it. We didn't abandon it. It looked as though it was not going to happen. But they happen. There were several challenges. Several. Every step is a step. It's a challenging step. Every step. Yeah. But who is the one who guides you? The Holy Spirit. He guides you through the word. Through the word. Through the word. Brother, if you throw it out, you, if you throw the Holy Spirit out, you will never encounter that power that is in the word. The power in the word is accessed through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The number two thing to do to engage Revelation, or to have revelation in the scriptures, is fasting and prayer. The reason why we fast and pray is not so that we can get something from God. 
your prayer or your fasting will not change God. It does not change God. You can't change God. What God has said, he has said. And God has said some things concerning your life already. God is not now going to be depending on what you say to do something for you. What kind of a God is he? If he is like that, he's waiting for you to say, God, give me a husband. Then he say, okay, Michael, Gabriel, come. Let's see if we can find Shika a husband. Let's find, let's find Farida a husband. Let's find, uh, uh, I forgot your name. Maxine. I was going to say Immaculate. Because <laughs> I remember M, but I couldn't remember what it was. Let's find Maxine, a husband. No, God doesn't do that. Your husband is already there. Your husband is there. Da, da, da. All the children you have, they are already there. Long time. It's been plan- it was planned before you came. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Your life was planned before you came. It's not your prayer that will change your life. No, get the revelation of God's word proper. There's no place in the Bible where he says that. When you pray, God will change your, your destiny. <laughs> your destiny is one. It's in Christ. There's nothing else. If it's outside of Christ, then anything can happen. But when you come into Christ, your destiny is one. We are to conform to the image of a son who is Jesus Christ. That's, a, that's your destiny. You are to live in health. That's your destiny. You are to prosper. That's your destiny. Do you understand? You are to have the best. That's your destiny. If you don't see anything that is consistent with that, don't say, hey, maybe this is my earthly lot. This is what God has given. No, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Wow. For we are his workmanship. Let's read the Amplified. You understand it very well. So life can be very simple. Very simple. It's not complicated at all. God is not now trying to find, find a school for you. He knows the school you will go to. Now, you have to know the school you are supposed to go to. That is, what, that is your part in it. You now have to know the school you are supposed to go to. That's how we pray. We don't pray because of God. We pray because of us. So we can have revelation of what God has planned. So that we can run on the will of God for our lives as we are supposed to. That's why we pray. That's why we fast. Do you understand? So that you will know the perfect will of God for your life. You will know to the minutest detail. I remember when we were getting married. I got married nine years ago. And there was a particular date that God gave to me. As I read my Bible, it came to me. This is the date. My wife also had confirmation. Same thing. Same date. When we were trying to prepare, they said, oh, we can't do it on that date. We said, that this is what God told us. So, we know that that's what's going to happen. They moved, did whatever. It came back to that date. It came back to that date. Why? Because that's what we are seeing. It is already there. And there's a blueprint concerning your life. Yeah. And it starts immediately you give your life to Christ. When you give your life to Christ, that blueprint concerning your life. Outside of Christ, anything can happen to you. Outside of Christ, you are not known by God. God knows you for one purpose, to bring you to his son. That's all. When you come to his son, then his will concerning your life starts working. Do you understand what I'm saying? But outside of his will, outside of that, outside of Christ, anything can happen to anybody. One day, in, in Luke chapter 13, 
Some people came to Jesus and said, Master, let's read it. Luke chapter 13 from verse 1. He said, Master, do you, do you, did you hear about the people who had that accident? Whilst they were sacrificed. This, they were present at that season. Some that told him of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. As they were sacrificing, Pilate sent for them to be killed. And they all died. Just like that. Next verse. And Jesus answering. This was an unfortunate incident that had happened. Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye, do you think that these Galileans were sinners above all, the Galile- all other Galileans because they suffered such things? Do you think they are, they are more sinners than every other Galilean? Emphatically not. Next verse. I tell you, nay. But except ye repent, you shall be likewise. You shall likewise perish. When you repent, then your life changes. If you don't repent, you, you shall likewise perish. Outside of repentance, perishing is what is for everybody. Anything can happen to anybody. But when you come into him, your life is secured. Are you in the church? Look at the next verse. Next verse, please. Verse 4. He spent us all those 18. So Jesus mentioned another 18 people. All those 18 upon whom the tower in Siloam fell. So these guys were in a certain tower, in a certain story building. 18 of them. As we're in the story building, the story building collapsed and all 18 of them died. He says, do you think they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? Emphatically not. I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall also, ye shall all likewise perish. So, yes, Jesus used this to let us know that outside of him, anything can happen to you. When you come into him, your life changes. Then your purpose starts. Yes. And his purpose for your life is to give you all good things. He has actually given you all good things. He says, enjoy all the good things that I've given to you. Yeah. And you need revelation. You need an uncovering of what has been covered concerning your life. He hid them for your glory. Hmm? I'll show it to you. Go back to that place where we're reading. Go are reading before this one. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. He says, for we are God's own handiwork. You are God's own handiwork. You are his handiwork. Tell anybody you are God's handiwork. You are not ordinary. You are special. You are God's handiwork. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew or born again for this purpose. That we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. He wants you to take the path that's prepared for you ahead of time. That we should walk in them. Living the good life. Which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. He has prearranged and made ready a good life for you. Everybody. Every child of God. So, the reason why we fast, so when we declare a fast and people are running away, they are very funny. They are funny to, to me. It's like, I don't know. It's like, we are fasting and then you break at 12, at 11. You are, you are the one delaying yourself. Oh, it's the truth. It is the truth. I am not a fool. This week I'm fasting. Fasting from Tuesday to Friday. Praying. Fasting and nobody has told me to fast and pray. I just know that there are some things that need to happen that are not happening. I must find out what to do in order for things to go as it's supposed to do. 
Fasting helps. Fasting and prayer helps for revelation to come to you. For you to know what it is that you need to do at this time in your life. What should I do about this business? What should I do about this school? What should I do about this guy? It's not every guy you accept into your life. You'll be shocked that that guy will kill you after 15 years of living with you. Ah, Stop behaving like a novice. Hmm? That guy will leave you and you will die, you will die lonely. That young lady will kill you. But she looks like an angel today. She's smiling to you. With her nice lips. Yeah. But as you pray in the Holy Ghost. As you fast. As you are hungry and you are praying. Your flesh will go down. Yeah. Your flesh will not have the strength to talk to you. Because your flesh talks to you. Your mind talks to you. Yeah. All of them will have weakness. They can't talk much. Because there's no strength. Your spirit now has the ascendancy. And what God wants, wants to show you, you see. You will see that this girl will be a problem for you. A friend of mine was going to make a decision to marry a certain guy. I used to work with her years ago. This is 2011. 10. 2010, 11. About 10, 11 years ago. She was making a decision to marry this guy. And I told her, have you prayed? I asked her, have you prayed? Sometimes when we ask that question, it's like, oh, what are you talking about? Ah. Ah. Now when you your bone pie. This one, everything we will pray about. Be there, you don't know. I told her, have you prayed about it? He said, ah. You see, and this one, you don't spend something as important as who you are marrying. You don't spend one week, two weeks praying about it. And then you come and say, oh, I've prayed about it. You were a joke. Oh, you were a joke. You were a big joke. You get to Kumasi by taking a step. Or taking 14 steps. Eh? You go, if you are going in a car, you use four hours. If you are going in a plane, 40 minutes. You take time to get there. You don't just arrive there. You don't even go to your own bathroom with one step. That would be an interesting room. You don't go to your bathroom with a step. You need many steps to be able to arrive in your bathroom. Yeah. But these are not things you just pray whispers. Lord, is she my wife? If she's my wife, show me a sign in the sun. Oh, oh, jokey. Do you know, oh, jokey. Oh, she. Oh, can you be in she? You are playing with your life, I tell you. Yeah, we don't do that. So this, I told her, go and pray. She went and prayed, fasted, stayed on it for some time. After about two, three months, she came back and said, it's not him. Do you know that that guy is dead today? If she had married that guy, she would have been a widow by now. The guy died last year. She would have been a widow by now. Yeah. There was nothing dying about the guy at that time. Nothing. But as she prayed, God said, no, not this one. Yeah. Fasting and prayer. Don't joke with it. Don't be a Christian who hides from fasting. You are hiding your own destiny. You are putting your own destiny and you will go, it's like a lot of things won't happen. Because there's no revelation. Yeah. Let me show you. Isaiah chapter 58 verse 6 to verse 8. 
Isaiah 58, verse 6. It's not just the fact that I have chosen to lose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, that ye break every yoke. Next verse. Then he says, so. Okay. Is it not to do the bread, thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy, to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Then he says, then, after you fast the right way, he says, then shall thy light break forth as the morning. Your light or revelation will break forth. <laughs> it's a means of revelation breaking forth in your life. Thy light shall break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you and the glory of the Lord shall be thy reward fasting your life shall break forth sometimes like some things are not happening in your life it's like you are you are limited you can't do as much as you're supposed to the business is on a certain level it's not going as supposed to time for fasting and prayer declare for yourself one week you are going off one week you are praying one week you are praying with the word of God fasting and praying do you understand Fasting and praying. A great door in the factory is open unto you, but many are the adversaries. Sometimes you, you know you are supposed to be on this level, but you are not on that level. There's a great door, but there are many adversaries. What do you do? Fasting and praying. With the word of God, your life to break forth. Fast too. Pray. Yeah. July will be a month of prayer. June or July, one of them, will be a month of prayer. When we say we are praying, don't stay in your house. I mean, you will go for a long time. Sometimes I see some people, I realize like they, are, they, are really, they are clearly not ready. You can't wrap God around your fingers. It doesn't work like that. You can't wrap God around your fingers and control him as you want. He's not your remote control. That you just press channel 3 and then you move to channel 3. God is not like that. No, no, no. You can't. Stop trying to. Stop trying to. You can't live in a certain way and expect some things to happen. You can go that, that far, but you can't really. Yes, you can't really get as you're supposed to. Let me say this and I'll close. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, I read it to you earlier. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. Verse 17 says that, so that the man of God may be perfect. The word perfect, the word, it says, the word of God will make you perfect. The word perfect is teleos, to be fully matured. Okay? Making your life like a telescope. Or like a television. Or like a telephone. Or like a telegraph, or telegram, or whatever. Anything that has telly with it means that it is happening at the same time. At a different distance. If you have a telescope, you can look, you can see atomic junction if you are standing on top of this building with your telescope. You can see atomic junction whilst you are here. You can see what is happening there. Is it true? So, even though you are far away from atomic junction, you can see what is happening there and you can say what is happening there and experience what is happening there. If you have a television and there's a live program going on, they can be doing their program in America, but you'll be seeing it. If you're watching CNN live, 
you'll be seeing what is happening in America live in your house. Television. That's television. Seeing at the same time, no matter the distance. Are you seeing it? The word teleos is to experience heaven. Here on earth, even though you are not there, physically speaking, to tele heaven. That's what it means. Where your life, your life is now an expression of heaven here on earth. He says the word of God gives you that. Then the next one says, truly finished unto all good works. Not thoroughly, truly finished. Not thoroughly finished. Truly. It's a different word. Truly. Not th- You've been reading as thoroughly. It's not thoroughly. It's truly finished. And to be truly finished is a Greek word that describes the high seas of life. Okay? It describes the high seas. A boat. A, a, this is what, this, this is the explanation. It's like a boat that can only function in a, in a lake or in a river. If you put that boat in the, on the sea, what will happen to that boat? The winds of the boat, eh? the winds of the sea will destroy the boat in minutes. It will destroy the sail. It will destroy everything. Because that boat is not meant for the sea. What he's saying is that the word of God will furnish you to the point that you can be taken from the lake side of life to the sea side of life. You will be promoted. It will bring you into so much promotion that you can for instance, God knows that if you should put, if you should give some things to you now, if you should allow you to be in some things, your business should be, you should, you should be receiving a billion dollars right now. You, it will destroy your life. That one billion dollars will destroy your life cheap. Someone got a million dollars. One Nigerian young man got one million dollars. He hammered. He his uh, his mugu. Hmm? How do they call them? His client. Uh huh. His client. Sent him a million dollars. Like he chatted the guy, uh, and the guy sent him a million dollars. When he saw the million dollars in his account, he took a bottle of vodka. He opened a bottle of vodka and drank it to his death. He drank it like he was so happy that he took a bottle of vodka and drank it at once, all at once, and bent his intestines, his lungs, and all. He bent everything in his system and died. Yes, he was not truly finished. He was not truly finished. There are people who have won raffles in America. They've won lotteries in America. In America, And after several months and several years, they blame the lottery company for destroying their lives. Yes, they won $2 million. And when they won the $2 million, they, go, they became cocaine addicts. And now their lives are destroyed. So they are, oh, it, it was, it was, you, can t- you can look for it. They were suing the lottery company for destroying their lives. How did they destroy their lives? They gave me money that I couldn't handle and I destroyed my life. They are not truly finished. So the Lord wants you to be truly finished. So that when he sets you on the sea of life. When he sets your business on the sea of life. On the high level. You will not fail. Yes. You will produce the results that you want, he wants to produce. That's why I say, study to show yourself approved unto God. <laughs> Everybody is under examination under the eyes of God. We are all being examined. They study to show yourself approved unto God, not unto me, 
or unto the church or unto being a leader or being a pastor but study to show yourself approved unto God a workman that needed not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth so brothers and sisters revelation say revelation Revelation. say it like you mean it revelation Revelation. you must be ready to encounter revelation ask the Holy Spirit open your word to me that I may behold wondrous things I should read it then get into some fasting and prayer when you realize that you need to move you need to make a certain kind of progress take time off from everybody spend some two days some three days fasting praying with the word of God you don't fast and pray without the word of God you are joking you are doing hunger strike there are those who fast no prayer no word when you are fasting without praying you get hungry yeah because there's no spirit activity happening so your flesh feels it but when you're fasting and you are praying you can be fasting and praying and you can you can pray the whole day 24 hours you've done some before some of us have done three days fasting no food but as you are praying you can survive but if you are fasting and you are not praying you are only thinking about you only think about food and you get hungry by the time it crosses three o'clock your head will start pumping like this realize that Sally things are knocking things it's not easy so fasting praying and studying the word helps you to have revelation to encounter revelation in the scriptures and to change your life you receive revelation about so many things about your business about your family about your children about your spouse have you received the key then rise up and thank God for what I shared with you God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.